1: the greatest
2: I heard she's really upset about that
1: yeah apparently she's thinking of suing them but the problem is you can't sue under american copyright law for satire well yeah, that's <laughs> exactly satire you, you don't give it more attention by suing oh no i mean I, I think about it for the amount of celebrities that south park has made fun of none of them had a case for the amount of parodies that Seth McFarlane, a family guy, has made fun of, uh, no one could have sued him for copyright because it was satire. So he was protected under copyright law. So uh, Megan, the entitled, the uh, what do they call her? Uh, the Instagram loving bitch wife of Harry. Um, <laughs> great. Now we're demonetized. Um, yeah, we are <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you know, I mean, she's bringing the ridicule on herself, so whatever. Yeah, but I did, I, I don't understand all the you know, I mean, we're all into musicians, but not a single one of us worship anybody. I probably come the closest to Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison, but in re- I realized these were people, you know, right, right? Right? They were so and flawed people because they're not here anymore. I mean, mm. they're just you know. Like the rest of us
1: yeah for me i mean i owe me was i was starstruck because that was you know I, I sabbath to me are still to this day are my favorite band so you know and and if it wasn't for i owe me, i wouldn't know how to write riffs in the first place let alone if it wasn't, play if them. I owe
0: me, if it wasn't for i owe me, there'd probably be no genre that we t- would be talking about so. this is true yeah that's true i mean i know there are other architects but in that oh thank you and that for heavy metal, but he definitely is the Godfather. Amen to that. So, Here's Wayne, later. what is? No, go. There's the beginning.
2: Tell of you hello, Greg. Uh, Greg. Hello, Lou. What? (laughs) And man, I'm used to Greg in here. Lou and Manny, hello. (laughs) Hey.
0: Well, we kind of look like Greg,
1: though. We kind of look like Greg. I shaved today, so there's no facial hair.
2: Thank God. Uh, Did you take a shower?
0: Oh my god. Yes, and I did. Thank God. My monthly one. Thank you. Good, 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 good. My yearly one, whether I need it or not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: What
1: are you eating there? Pizza. Oh my goodness. no That looks like a New York City-style pizza you're eating. It's the giorno, isn't it? No, it's... um, It's not Domino's, thank God. No, it's... I don't know. What is it, David?
2: It's not delivery. It's yeah, the pizza,
0: dude. No, no, what... what? Dom- it was Domino's, dude. That's a Domino's pizza? Yeah. We were between Domino's or Pizza Hut. We weren't sure which one. Domino's is fine. So, what are we? Where's Wayne? Oh, there he is. He's right so there. What's the subject today? It doesn't James look
2: away. like a New York Domino's pizza. That's weird. It's
0: not. It's uh, t-
2: <laughs>
1: we don't need Domino's in New York. We have pizza.
2: Yeah, we do. I have some people we still live in
1: Florida. Okay.
2: Gotcha.
0: I live in Yeah. No well, I will say this if it's three o'clock
1: <laughs> in the morning and you're hungry from coming back from the bar at night and there's nothing open but Domino's, I know you'll get Domino's. That's yeah. the only thing.
2: Yeah, no problem with that. Um, Today's episode is about our least favorite albums from our favorite bands. But before we get to that, Lou, what did you get in the mail today or this week?
1: So once again, I run into the problem of not finding an album that I love on streaming media because of licensing issues or because the album's out of print or because the record label is defunct. In this case, once again, it's Sanctuary Records. That's defunct. Uh, So... Nothing on there from them. However, I loved this album when I first heard it. In fact, on my wedding day, my wife and I, when we came out to uh into the reception hall, the opening track to this, Faith in the Heartland, was the song that we came out to before we danced to our wedding song, which was Faithfully by the same band. You get where I'm going with this. So I did find this on Amazon for cheap and used, but it was there. So I got the last Journey album with Steve algeri on vocals called Generations. And I got to admit, as crazy as it sounds, to me, this album holds up with Escape and Frontiers. So I put it up there with that. Great album.
2: Yeah, it's, th- those Journey albums aren't that bad. I even like with the, um, what's that new guy's name? Uh, Arnel Pineda? Yeah, I, I thought his yeah. album was pretty good too. I didn't I hear did the too. new one,
0: but. I haven't got the new one. That one's not as good as the last two, but um but uh the problem with, with Journey and not just Journey, these legacy bands, is they put out great music and their audience don't want to hear it. They just want to hear the hits. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, granted, you can't cater to me because you'd have about five people in the audience, but <laughs> that I really hate how audiences are fans that they just want the nostalgia. I get that. But these songs became classics because they were new at one time, part of the set. And, right. yeah. you know, it, it we, we, it's every artist. It's not journey. I'm, I'm not picking on Journey. I think Journey still make valid, good music. I kind of wish it in there, the Dirty Laundry uh, on the media. Oh, well, yeah. Mm. Story, you know. I mean, it's so funny. A-
2: Go ahead. I
1: was going to say there's a lot of legacy bands that are guilty of that. And, you know, they're bands that I love and respect, but they're totally guilty of that. Uh, Def Leopard being one of them um, another artist Michael I love Michael Shanker like he's one of my top 10 yeah, great favorite yeah. guitar players of all time but you know he's always saying how he's trying to push himself musically and I'm like I think that's kind of funny when if you look at his set list half of it is UFO songs and uh, another 30 percent of that is stuff from the 80s with only 20 percent left of new
0: material well that his newest album like well the last one i got universal or universe i don't remember i have it you know yeah oh that's the the one with ronnie romero on vocals right yeah yeah, it's good but it sounds like a retread of stuff he's done years ago you know
1: well, Shanker was one of those guys like Eddie Van Halen who said that once they reached a certain age, they stopped consuming new music. So
0: whatever they released... Is- Van Halen ever listened to new music personally, but I think he was always in his own world. But, okay, I get that. But I will make the argument that A Different Kind of Truth was an excellent album. Agreed. That shows that that ba- Even though they were old songs, that shows that that band, at least that lineup, were very creative. And I think if those two men, meaning David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen, could have sat in a room together, they would have written killer songs together like they used to. I think there was a creativeness there. But I think Michael Shanker has the reins too tight in that. And that's why the music sounds the way it does. It's not saying it's bad. It's just not progressed very far. Still an excellent musician. One of my favorite guitar players for sure. Definitely. Wayne, I'm sorry, you were saying? I don't remember.
2: It uh, doesn't matter. But I did get something excellent in the mail today. Which excellent,
0: excellent, eggs? No! Batman sixty six <laughs> egghead. <laughs> egghead,
2: Vincent Price. Yes, egghead. Vincent Price. Well, Love it. Cool. This is the Todd McFarland uh, Batman sixty six line, which they they did a few years ago, and then they kind of dropped it. Now he picked it back up, so it's kind of cool.
0: Well, I'm uh, I, I, not at my house, but I got Sherry Curie's solo album from Record Store Day from a couple years ago. Haven't listened to it, but it's produced by Matt Sorum, and of course Slash is on there in Duff. and um, Produced by Matt Sorum. Yeah, isn't he the drummer? Or isn't he the drummer the cult? He was the yeah. drummer oh, of the cult, the drummer of GNR, the yeah. drummer of the drummer I didn't know Lumber, he uh, produced anything i don't well who knows if I, when i listen to it i may agree with you he's not produced jack shit because it might sound like that. <laughs> but,
2: but i i bought it
0: and um they never put it out on cd and you uh, know speaking of you know record store day uh i was kind of disappointed with the list this year but well, what do we I mean? have mostly uh crap but there is a one thing that interested me um a couple of things uh Dio, I can't remember what live show, but it's a, finally, it's an archival release, but it's a live show that's never been released from 83, 84 on, on, on vinyl. Motley Crue is reissuing their Helter Skelter picture disc from the 80s. Um, Hopefully you'll have the leather, leather records cuts on there like it had, I think it had like four songs or something. And for the first time on vinyl, Death, Fate, the best of death will be out on vinyl. Uh, there's been a lot of death releases lately, live stuff that sound like bootlegs. So you'd have to be a hardcore collector, but this is just a collection of their greatest hits. that was put out on the CD about 20 something years ago. The deal, the deal
1: live album. Is that their concert from Holland?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember. I saw the list. It might be cause that's heavily bootleg. And I believe that was a radio broadcast. At, right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Um, what else did I get? I got, I got a few other things, but that's what stood out now. Oh, and I got um the Stooges on vinyl. I have it on CD. Rocktober last year, they put out the Stooges first album in a fun house on vinyl. What is this trend with colored vinyl? Why is everyone obsessed with colored vinyl? I could care less. But
2: I don't no, know. It's kind of weird <laughs> especially when you see people buy the same album it's just they just all have different colors like
0: yeah you know, i i'm not that far I, yeah. I i have different formats of different albums but not that many yeah. i mean i'm not a
1: record collector but i like the way the splatter vinyl looks that looks really cool
0: so i mean i'm not saying it doesn't look cool, and i agree it looks cool but i'm not gonna buy a record just for that i have to you know but. well sup- supposedly
1: i heard that um Tony Iommi uh, is starting to work on the remasters of the Tony Martin era of mm-hmm. Black Sabbath which is probably the one reissue this year that I'd be most excited for.
0: Is it going to be released under the name Black Sabbath because he no longer owns the name
1: or well, he's 50% owner of the name so um I mean I There's would the hope thing so. Come
0: out as Black Sabbath so I mean yeah, to me they're Black they Sabbath.
1: I mean, look, if Born Again, Seventh Star, the Dio era, and, um, and Eternal Idol can come out with a
0: Sabbath name, why can't this? Yeah, I think it will.
2: There's no reason for it not to.
0: I still wish that Iomi uh, never sold his half a name to the personally, personally. But...
1: Well, unfortunately, Sharon was the one who brought it up in court that uh, when Ozzy was not in Sabbath that Sabbath was at their lowest peak and that the only time that they were ever successful was when Ozzy was in the band. I'm like, uh, Bullshit. did you forget Ronnie James Dio? Did you forget Ian Gillen? And those Not only that, did very internationally,
0: well internationally, they were at the lowest ebb in the United States with Tony Martin, but internationally, those albums did well. Um, you got to remember, those early Black Sabbath albums sold well, but they only went gold. They only started going platinum in the 80s and 90s. They weren't, you know, which is amazing because they're playing these big state big stages but they i think paranoid went platinum and we sold our soul now they're all platinum i think except for uh technical ecstasy or something but hmm. you know anyway so this her she's miscarried she's rewriting history savage sold lots of albums don't get me wrong but not you know i don't know it that kind of stuff just Rewriting of history's bullshit. That's all. You'll you'll never get me to say
1: a kind word of Sharon osborne That's all I'm going to say. And I'm sorry, Wayne, if that ruined Severed Angel's chances of ever headlining Ozfest. But fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care
2: about that.
0: Uh, Ozzy can't even headline Ozfest anymore. So. Oh
2: yeah, that's right.
0: Mm. Uh, only one thing
2: that makes sense is in the chat. Uh, someone says Severed Angel, best New York metal band these days i well, agree thank you stan we appreciate that but i do want to give <laughs> i don't want to, to give away who it was
1: <laughs> oh yeah whatever. wayne's mom we appreciate it anyway <laughs> but i do want to give some love to my friends uh greg giordano and john vulo uh their band Terriginous is back and um oddly enough wayne they're having their record release show the same day we're planning on having ours oh, but yeah. um they uh <laughs> Yeah, you know, Greg's Greg loves our music and would love to do a show with us someday in the future, which I think would be awesome. Um, they just dropped a new single. Check it out. Uh, Greg was the former guitarist in uh, Mike Torelli's Holy Mother. Uh, their last album he was featured on, did a great job. Killer cover of uh, Van Halen's Mean Street. And now he's uh, back to concentrating on Tariginous. So uh, wish Greg and John and the band all the best of luck.
2: So
0: Cool. We a Severed go. Angel. So is this going to come up? I'm going to throw questions at you. All right, Number all right. one, is this going to be a physical release? and what, yes, what format? Yes,
2: of course. CD.
0: What formats? CD only at the moment? CD, CD and, and digital. Digital. All right, cool. And what is the street date when you will see this out and about? Uh, officially May 2nd. Cool. And um, And you're going to have information where people can order and all that stuff when it comes closer.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, I'm actually looking to finalize the website tomorrow with oh, uh, the guy who's doing it. Yes, yes, finally. <laughs> and uh, and uh, once that site is up, we will post it on the Rats Review social media, our own personal social media, and the Severed Angel social media. So uh, even though it's uh, too early to put any plugs in, screw it. If you want to learn more about the band, go to Linktree Severed Angel right now. That's linktr.ee forward slash Severed Angel. But website
2: will be coming soon.
0: Right down here, right? <laughs> no, this is live. I don't, I can't do that.
2: Okay. <laughs> no, if I can, I don't know how. Uh, and then our first single is coming soon, right? I believe at the maybe at the end of well, March
1: first single for the album.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Not for a single. For you know what? I forget. We released those other singles.
1: We got six singles. One of them is a cover. One of them is a Halloween song. The other ones a Christmas ditty. <laughs> yeah.
2: And one. are these? And songs I don't mean on P ditty. No, these are, are these all these new songs, songs on the album. On the album. Okay, so all anything originals? that you heard, all originals except for the all ghost right. cover. Cool.
1: Yep. All right, cool. Which again, we're still getting a lot of love for that ghost cover. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. Well, it's uh, an excellent cover. Thank and you. And actually, like it's, it, uh, it wouldn't say anything.
2: We're in, what, well, the top five or top 10 or something in some Australia radio station?
1: We made it to top six of a, an Australian radio station. So that is pretty cool. I'm hoping the residual checks reflect that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they will definitely re, You will definitely be getting your $5. $5? Uh, $5. Oh, my oh. God, I thought it was five cents. No, I mean, yeah, but it's $5. You got to split it among you four and your producers. So good luck.
1: Well, <laughs> our producers are singer. I knew he would get the biggest fucking cut yeah. in the band. God damn it!
2: He's, he's the only one making money. Uh, Alex. Alex. All right. there we go. The uh, least favorite albums from our favorite bands. Who wants to go first? I already gave one of mine away on the social medias.
0: Well, why don't you go first then, Mister? Right, give fine. it away. Give it away. Give it away now. Go.
2: <laughs> My first one. I'll do the one that I gave away in case you guys didn't see it. Twisted sister, come out and play. This stupid halo thing is in my light.
0: In my, in my <laughs> that, that fucking album. <laughs>
1: There's only yeah. one song on that I really like, and it's it's not be cruel to your school. What is it? Uh what Fire it? Still Burns. Yes, it is a good song.
2: There yeah, are like one or two good songs on here, but as a whole, this really album sucks. Um, and actually the production sucks on it. <laughs> well, all their albums kind of suck with production wise, but is, um, is
0: that a Tom Warman production? no um, actually yeah no it's uh um, the guy who produced the scorpions what's his name Wayne? Dieter dirks yes, yes his name is on yeah.
1: yeah i expected better from you Dieter.
2: and this is back in the day when d snyder actually filed down his uh, teeth and uh, gave himself fangs i have the
0: vinyl of that Bad idea. Open up you can open the, it up uh, right yeah yeah yep and then, and then when you put the record on, you want to close it back up. Cause <laughs> it's funny, Twisted I mean, sister fan, but that is an awful album. I, I it's,
2: it's just a shame because like the, the albums before it are awesome. Like, we, we did a Twisted yeah. Sister show and we ended yeah. before we got to this album. I said, That's you know, why do the other ones? Because this one, we didn't, we didn't even get there,
0: <laughs> we wouldn't go past Stay Hungry on yeah. uh, Principle. Yeah. I actually like Love is for Suckers though I do like that
2: album I, that's why I did not include it because I, that one actually has more songs on there that I like than this one but uh, this one it's just weird it's, it's like half it's covers and the other half is just like kind of, uh, kind of shitty songs you know. Except the leader
0: for, of the pack thing lost me
2: yeah I just I don't, I don't get what they were trying to do here And apparently they well they used to do so. that
0: song in, in uh, clubs and if right, you have the back back Love Day. Cuts album yeah, LP, yeah. yeah there, there's another version of it on there I'm sure if you're in a club and you've been drinking and snorting cocaine for two hours, it probably sounds great. <laughs> but possibly. No and, and I get it too back I mean, in the back in the day. That was a good song. I mean,
2: it is the original song, isn't that bad? It's a actually cool song, but hearing them do it, I just it doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah, and then the whole I mean, and then they went really their image of the white suits or whatever were really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the song's just just aren't aren't that good Uh, no i love alice cooper as you know but be cruel to your school yeah you know it's more like be cruel to your fans because it's (laughs) uh, it's terrible uh what's a damn ballad on there Um, i believe in you or whatever yes i believe in you yep yeah what a steaming pile of shit anyway i mean
1: the only novelty of be cruel to your school is the fact that you have alice cooper and billy joel two legends and you know of their own right oh yeah uh, on it,
0: Clarence but... Clemens too. Remember, he does the set, yeah. So.
2: I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Well, and the, not on the streets is a, is an okay song too.
0: But uh, like I said, the rest of the album sucks. Manny, well, I'm still recovering from Come Out and Play. <laughs> I, I don't mind all going right. next. Go, go ahead, Luke. You go next. Luke. Let him. Let him. See his right. pizza
1: still. So as I mentioned, uh, my favorite band of all time, uh, Black Sabbath. IOMI is my personal guitar hero. Um, I loved everything he's ever done. Well, almost everything. There's always an exception to every rule. And in this case, I have to give it to lucky number 13. Uh, I, didn't think you I, I prefer forbidden to this album. Now you've um, I, gone
0: too far, Luke. I, but anyway, go ahead.
1: I prefer the shaky live album where Ozzy's singing off pitch and off time <laughs> to this album. I'll take the bootlegs of Live at Last over this album. Well, what are my What's my beef with the album?
0: Yeah, How much time
1: you thing. got? Number one, the production on it is horrible. Number two, I don't think
2: rip- it sounds horrible. I don't know why. Why? What sounds so bad about it?
1: Um, All right. Maybe the production is not one of the worst things about the album. Although I think Brad Wilk's drumming is, I mean, come on. You replace a legend like Bill Ward with Brad Wilk. I get it, but he
2: he did a good job, I thought. A,
1: A good job over a less than mediocre written album.
2: But when's the last time Bill Ward actually played drums?
1: I saw 2005 Ozfest, and he okay. was amazing.
2: And when did 13 come out?
1: 2013.
2: All right. So you think he was still good, as good of a drummer as he was in 2005?
1: That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make <laughs> is <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that the songs themselves don't hold up with any of the classic material. I mean I think this is Rick Rubin's fault I think the problem was it was a money grab and all it really was was just reconstituted old ideas packaged as a new album, but it's like the moment I heard it, I'm like, alright, this reminds me of Black Sabbath. This reminds me of Paranoid. This reminds me of Master of Reality. No. It it, it didn't hold up with the classic material.
0: But wasn't I only fighting cancer at that time, right? Yeah, yeah and I'm not going to fault him for it. Um no. Well, my uh, point of bringing that up is, as you know, Ioannis is a pretty strong character. Anyone who's ever met him said he's not a guy to be trifled with. Do you think no. if he was, if you think if he was in the best health of, if he was healthy and not fighting cancer, do you think that he would have let Rick Rubin talk him into trying to go back in time?
1: I don't Possibly so. not, but I think you have that, and you have the spectrum of Sharon's management hanging over their heads because it just does not sound like Black Sabbath to me. I mean, the sound of Black Sabbath, when you have Ozzy, Bill, Geezer, and Tony in the band, that to me is classic Black Sabbath. To me, it's like, you can't have Ozzy in the band and not have Bill. You can have Bill and have Dio or Ian Gillen in the band and it still work. But when you have Ozzy in the band without Bill, to me, it doesn't work. And yeah, I just I just didn't think uh, highly of this album at all is uh, unlike Rush, who released the best album of their career with Clockwork Angels before they called it a day. Sabbath, I thought, released the worst album of their career, in my opinion, and I didn't even bother going to see the concert. I wouldn't have gone for free if you bought me a ticket. That's how much I hated it.
0: Wow, that's pretty strong. I will say that Brad Wilk is a good drummer, but he doesn't have to swing Bill Ward. No. No. Bill Correct. Ward is really a jazz drummer. If you listen to Children of the Grave or actually just pick any song off the first five albums, you know, and he, the guy's incredible. Great- I didn't realize how good he was until I, till I was older. I like the album 13, but I don't love it. My main problem with it is I don't remember a damn thing about it after I take it off. Right, right. And I could, I've never said that about a Black Sabbath album. Uh, I, I remember one thing about that album when it
1: was over. Can I get that hour 15 <laughs> of my life back, please?
2: <laughs> uh, Stan actually likes 13, doesn't know why people are hating on it. Uh, God Is Dead Is Good Tune, uh, Age of Reason, I guess, is the song I remember.
1: Well, well, Sam, yeah. I'll just answer your question. You can't package me a Reuben sandwich and not have the corned beef in it. Bill Ward's the corned beef of Black Sabbath. So, no, I'm not buying it. I ain't buying what you're
0: selling.
2: <laughs> now, I think the Heaven and Hell album is more of a Black Sabbath album.
0: Agreed. You know? The album rules that album, cute. Can- it's a great fucking album. I that remember. album shaped me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Manny, what about you? Kiss hot in the shade. I love Kiss is- but Hot in the Shade. <laughs> that was one of my it's, choices. <laughs> that is one of the shittiest. It's got too many songs, and it does have a lot of songs on it. And unfortunately, not a lot of good songs. Rise to it with its childish sexuendo, childish innuendo is okay. Forever, where they had to bring in hair plugs for men. Michael Bolton to uh, co-write the song. <laughs> I
2: love that song. <laughs> um,
0: hair plugs for men. <laughs> street giveth, street whatever. They can stick that song up their ass. Um, what's another shit fest on there? Little. I like season. hide your
1: heart. I'll say that.
0: Oh, I do like mm-hmm. hide your heart. Unfortunately they had to have, you know, Whipmeister General Desmond Child uh Cal write that song. And who was what was the other shit? Little Caesar. Little Caesar. My yeah, God. A bad if, I I like that who one because I love dogs Eric Carr. about A pizza joint. <laughs> <laughs> a pizza joint. <laughs> yeah.
2: If they, they wasn't needed a pizza business, joint, it would have been yeah. It would have been better. Uh,
1: um uh, I remember getting, you, you forgot to me album. my body, by the way. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, oh, my God. That only set the women's movement back about a decade. That's how sex (laughs) God. Read my, oh, Lord. Awful. Anyway, what about you two? What do you guys think? Well,
2: Wayne, what were you going to say? Uh, I was actually going to look up out in the shade to see what other songs are going on here, but never mind. Uh, it's um, 15 songs of shit.
1: That's what it yeah. is. Uh, um, keeping, uh, I mean, my question is this. Did Eric Carr even play drums, or was that a drum machine? No, no it was Eric Carr. No, okay. Right. It just sounds super processed. It was the 80s.
0: Yeah. Silver. Do you remember that song, Silver Spoon? I wasn't born with a silver spoon. Oh. Yeah, I like that song.
1: Oh, that reminds right. me of Cadillac Dreams. That's a, <laughs> a lot of oh, money. No, that's shit money.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh,
2: man. <laughs> they should have renamed the cool. album Hot and the Shame. Oh, uh, <laughs> <the> shit. <laughs> they should,
1: no, they should have just called it Shame, Shame,
2: Shame. <laughs> uh, Rise to it, Betrayed. Hide Your Heart. Hide Your Heart's a good one. Uh, Prisoner yeah, of Love. Stuff. I can't remember what that one sounds like in my body. Love's a slap in the face. So is this album. <laughs> <laughs> Cadillac Dreams. Uh, the Street Giveth and the Street Taketh Away. That's a Somewhere Between
1: Heaven and Hell. That was another one.
2: Uh, you Love Me to Hate You. I like that one, too. Uh, no, somewhere between... Just yes, I do. <laughs> somewhere between Heaven and Hell and Boomerang.
1: Boomerang was okay. You know,
0: no, it wasn't. It's all. <laughs> well, little... yeah, it's,
1: it's good to hear Eric Hart do double bass on that album. Um, I think the only redeeming quality about Hide Your Heart was the fact that Holly Knight, who's a terrific songwriter, uh, wrote that. So
0: I <laughs> thought it was Desmond. Didn't Desmond you know, pussified child. I, I think he
1: did. Time. I think it was him and Paul Stanley, but Holly Knight wrote the meat of the song, so.
2: And Eric Carr. In- Eric Carr did the uh vocals on Little Caesar. Yes, that's I needed, why I actually did that. drums, vocals, bass on Little Caesar. Yeah, wow.
0: He did all that.
1: That's why I gave that cool. song a pass. I won't judge it negatively because I love Eric.
0: I love Eric Carr too, but, you know, still, yeah, you know, all right. That, that's one. Should that's one to take off my song.
2: list. Uh, keeping up with the Kiss theme, I'm going with a newer Kiss album. Monster.
1: Really? Oh, this album's really? a monster
2: Monster piece of shit here. Jesus Christ, this album is <laughs> terrible. Hell I, or ha- Hallelujah. Wolf, San- just oh, I remember I think uh, Hell or Hallelujah was the first single, right? It was. Yeah, it, yeah, it, was, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I don't even like the other album. What's the other one? Uh, Sonic Boom. Which so of like- the two do you think is worse? this one months. because i think really? the other one had at least one or two good songs on it this yeah, one but, it was just like one bad song after yeah the but other.
1: sonic yeah, boom good. literally had a song that ripped off nothing but a good time from
2: poison who cares yeah but also sonic boom had the uh the second cd where it had like all the uh <laughs> re-recorded
0: recordings yeah uh but
2: that's yeah this, like, uh, the only thing cool like about months. this album it's got the lenticular cover you can see them like move. well mine straight.
0: doesn't have that
2: yeah I think it was a Walmart. I actually special. like
0: the album Monster, but I have the same issue with 13. I'll defend it, but then I can't remember a damn song off it after I listened to
2: right. it, right? That's, that's what the album. problem with this is. And, and and you want to talk about shitty production? This one, this is sounds like garbage.
0: Well, didn't see, Paul Stanley produce that?
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, see, that's the ironic thing. I actually like Monster, I, I, I do know other songs on that album produced um,
2: by Paul Stanley. Yep. Yeah. Co-produced by Greg Collins.
1: I mean, I I even have to... I'm not a Tommy Thayer fan, per se, but I really like his contribution to the album Out of This World. You know? I think it's a, a good maybe, take for him as the spaceman.
2: Maybe
0: it's something I should listen to again, but I, I just... I don't like this That's all. fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And A little poetry time for, by Kiss. Sometimes love is like a slap in the face. You've been burned and still it's a same old mistake. Ah, oh, Dylan Thomas. If you want my opinion, I'll give it to you straight. Love is like a slap in the face. How the hell
1: did Gene write a song with Bob Dylan? I'll never know. Anyway.
2: <laughs> we should start every show off with a kiss uh, lyric. Uh, Lou,
1: No, we're not that metal show. We're not hokey. <laughs>
2: What's your, what's your next pick, Lou? Yeah, Lou, what's your next pick?
1: Well, we discussed it in our Iron Maiden, uh, Judas Priest's uh, decathlon, whatever you want to call it. Um, two of the albums from that period um, we'll discuss. And, you know, I, I, for me, I had to decipher, you know, is this the least favorite album from my favorite bands or are they my least favorite albums in general? Now, I realize that if I went with the latter, the list would be about 100 albums long. So I'm just sticking with like my 10 favorite bands and like, you know, what my least favorite albums are from them. So I am, unfortunately, this honor has to go to Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. And I remember I said it then, and I still feel this way now. I thought the final frontier was shit. Mm. (laughs) Um, I thought it was too long winded for its own good. Um, even though the songs on Book of Souls were longer, I, 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 I didn't feel dirty after listening to Book of Souls. Um, <laughs> Final Frontier was just not it for me. Great tour, you know, when they only played um uh, um, El Dorado, I think it was yes, El Dorado was the only song uh, from the album that they played on that tour. The rest of it was just oh. everything from 2000 onward. Oh. Uh, but no, as an album. Uh, Maiden really disappointed me. I, I, I liked Matter of Life and Death. Didn't like this one.
0: Mm. I actually yeah. like the Final Frontier actually. But I I do like it. I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I do like it. You know, especially the title track. That being said, it's hard to disagree that the songs can tend to go on a little bit, you know. I guess I'd, Maiden wanted to be the metal yes. Didn't quite work, but anyway. Mm. well yeah. Hmm. yeah glue
1: i mean it's just there's a lot of bands that have done progressive metal better if if your idea of progressive metal is 10 plus minute songs for the sake of having 10 plus minute songs um no that's not it <laughs> you know that's good, i that's i mean good i mean i i i know i know I think I, I was fair when I judged the Blaze Bailey era of, of Iron Maiden when I say X-Factor was a great album and um, Virtual Eleven was n- not a great Maiden album, but it had a lot of great songs on it. So that's why I could say that about these those two albums. This one, I can't say anything good about it. I don't remember anything from it except for El Dorado and final frontier it's tracks one and two after that lose me
2: <laughs> i don't blame you i know it wasn't such a great album. i'm trying to remember what i even said about it on the show but uh i think i kind of remember it wasn't as good as i remembered it but um I-, I was gonna pick a main i was gonna pick some albums like i was gonna pick like uh Things that everybody picks all the time So I kind of strayed away from doing it Like the Metallica, St. Anchor I didn't want to bother with that Because everybody hates that Yeah, movie.
0: yeah, yeah I, And I,
2: even I, um, Book even of Souls I, I, No, I wasn't even going to pick that But like a Book of Souls I was going to pick But I'm, I didn't want to do that You know, I didn't want to Go a little bit more deeper into my collection Because we always talk about the same
0: bands all the time um, Go ahead, Manny What's your next pick? Well, before I do I should read you some poetry from Gene Go ahead, go ahead When I had the Young Boy Blues I, got, I paid some young boy dues. <laughs> I learned the hard way there's heartbreak every day. Stone cold reality came crashing down on me. Well, life was hard on me, but I still don't give a damn. Excuse me. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you could tell Gene
1: didn't give a damn about Kiss in the 80s either.
0: Well, I'm gonna pick a band that we'll probably never talk about here. The Doors Full Circle. After Jim Morrison's death in 1971, the three remaining doors decided we're not going to get another singer because who could replace Jim? Mm. So they had the great idea. Robbie Krieger, the guitar player, Ray, we'll just split the vocals because, you know, it's so easy to replace Jim with ourselves.
2: Yeah, why not? Well,
0: that was the worst <laughs> idea since uh, that Ian Musk decided to buy Twitter. And <laughs> needless to say, that other voices sold okay full circle the audience is not going to accept the doors without the doors musically it's not bad but they didn't have the uh, despite all of jim's issues with drinking he somehow kept them focused and Mm. they had a direction with other with full circle it sounds like these guys went into songwriting session and whatever came up came out and it didn't matter if it sounded like the doors of somebody else and some of the lyrics like there's a song called uh Mosquito, leave me alone, Mosquito. Jim would have never flown in that air. I'm not kidding. It's called The Mosquito. Um, There's a song called Hardwood Floor where Ray tells him him and his woman are running off to Mexico. They've got nothing to sleep on but a hardwood floor. Remember, this is a band that combined poetry, psychedelia, and, and art, and this is what they end up with. Wow. and oh and of course there's the Peking King meets whatever which is beyond awful and uh, it's so <laughs> bad John Densmore got a writing credit I mean this is <laughs> you know anyway needless to say Jim was happily quietly resting in Paris not having to take part in that album so wow it's uh
2: it's now, terrible was that something that was kind of being worked on while he was still alive or just- No, just no, it was,
0: it? Uh, no, I, there was, they, on other voices, I think there was one song they worked on that Jim rejected because Morrison didn't write anything on what became other voices. Mm. Um, there might've been bits and pieces, I don't know. But full circle, literally, they created everything from scratch. Right. They did the tour- and then they were going to try to get a singer and then Ray said, forget it, the doors are closed. But uh,
2: full get circle. It?
0: <laughs> it's not a terrible album, but by door standards, it's awful. But oh, yeah. lyrically, hardwood floor. And anyway. The <laughs> so King King meets the Paganese. <laughs> it's almost that bad. Because wow. Man Zarek married an uh, Asian A Paganese? No. And- <laughs> well we might have been better off but anyway she uh, (laughs) um she uh so he he has a song about western uh, culture eastern culture and honestly there's a spoken word where you hear a woman speaking in japanese and we read our books from left to right it's really bad it's really bad. (laughs) if jim was alive um again this would have killed him oh he would have gone back to the bottle even harder this is songs? no but it was it's yeah
2: you know so, i never listened to one doors album ever
0: well you should
2: i should maybe
0: yeah look start with the greatest hits the best of it's a double and um it's really cool anyway yeah and you go from is there that, is that
2: all you need or is there like really deep tracks that you should hear? No, I'm, well,
0: I, I'm a biased fan. In my opinion, I think you should listen to deep tracks, but you should definitely get them. And of course, this is one of the greatest debut albums of all time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much you'll like it, Wayne, but I think you have a bigger appreciation of music than you give yourself credit to. Yeah. Plus, a lot of artists that we like have mentioned this band.
2: Oh yeah, no, I. Every almost uh, so many bands that I listen to are influenced by him. So. Yeah. When, and by The Doors, too. So, you know, uh, you know what yeah. it is? The
1: musicianship of The Doors is great. And I'll be the first to admit that. <clears throat> I just think that the spectacle of Jim Morrison just got too big where I remember as a teenager in the 90s, it seemed like every kid idolized two figures. One was Kurt Cobain and the other one was Jim Morrison. And they always ended up being like the most pretentious people in any group. That you were a part of in middle school and high school. And I was just like, eh, I want no part of this. But well, uh, I could be objective and say that the Doors were a great group.
0: Well, uh, my favorite band, but I had to bring them up. So um, who's next? Uh, that uh, would be Mr. Wayne.
2: Queen. Hot in the shade. Uh, hot space. Hot <laughs> space. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hot, hot space. <laughs> Let me edit that and do it over again.
0: Kiss, not at the opera. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> This is a terrible album. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, when I yeah, it's, it's bad. Um, I mean, that's the
1: one with "Under Pressure," though, right? It is. Yeah. It, there's
2: only two songs that saved this whole entire album. It's "Under Pressure" and "Calling All Girls." Those are the only two good songs on this whole entire thing. Um
0: not do drugs, Wayne. "Calling All Girls" is terrible. No, it's a good song. Listen to it right now. Put it no on. Way.
2: We
1: can't. We get a copyright strike. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, and we need to be careful now about putting album covers on uh, our YouTube channel because yeah. apparently, Wayne, the two videos that we posted of of our influential albums and those shorts,
0: yeah.
1: we got copyright strike on those for for metadata.
0: I don't you care. I, I don't own care. own the anymore. albums. What are you talking about? Don't You're care
2: not... uh, We're just dumbest doing thing show. ever. It's stupid. I, I don't even worry about this shit no more. Back right, to so uh, like, hot in the shade, yeah, hot space, gonna, tell me hot about- sauce,
0: <laughs> hot tamale.
2: <laughs> tell you about what? Look what it, do you want to know? <laughs>
0: look at that mustache. How come you don't have a mustache like that? anyway?
2: Uh, my facial hair does not grow in anything like that whatsoever. Mind
0: I it. I I put my father's
1: mustache to shame. He grew. He started growing it when he was twelve. God rest his soul, and never shaved <laughs> it off. Good man.
2: But uh, when I got into heavily into Queen. Uh, not too long ago actually a couple years ago actually i started buying like all the albums up and then i got to this one i put it on and i'm just like where's any good songs there's nothing on here until i got to under pressure and then i went back and just skipped through it again and and i did like calling all girls but there's just this this album just sucks man I just um i don't know there's just nothing on there good that's The right. album with body
1: language, right? Yeah yeah, yes, right? yeah, yeah, Okay, so that's your answer right there. Timeline yeah, is just, everything, it was a product of its time, ugh.
2: and it, there's like no rock really elements to the album at all. I don't think, from what I can remember, no, it's not just really,
0: because there were um, a lot of electronic
2: things going on
0: and stuff like that. It just ugh. well, on the well, bright side, mind, here's,
1: sorry, Manny, yeah, go, go ahead.
0: No, go ahead, Lou, I'll wait to you.
1: I was gonna say, too, at least two years later, they gave us the works that had awesome tracks like "Hammer to Fall" on it.
0: Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And keep in mind that Freddie Mercury, again, I'm not, not to bring up his sexuality, but he was going to gay clubs and discos and that right, kind right. of music. He was listening to. The guys, the other three guys, went with it, and much of their credit. Um, John Deacon wrote Back Chat, which is a real kind of dancy kind of number. Um, okay, action this day is shitty. Uh, Life is real, tribute to John Lennon, That shit. Las palabras se amor. I wish, they, I wish they wouldn't use my my country's language to, for such a shit song. I do like Cool Cat, though. Dancer? Yeah, that song's okay, but it is so gay that even gay people are offended and uh <laughs> action this day oh fucking horrible
2: there really is uh, not much on here That's yeah good.
0: put out the fire is fine um i actually like that song even though he's talking about you know gun control laws and apparently brian may does not approve you shooting your chicken bed for the record <laughs> let's see yeah, I don't like this album that much. You produce this thing, Mac. <laughs> well, they don't like it either
1: because they don't have to play anything off it. <laughs>
0: under pressure. Yeah, well, under did... pressure.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they did uh, Stay in Power for that tour, and then that song was never heard of again.
2: It's just so funny. Like, this... they, they, under pressure is like the best song on the whole entire thing. And yeah, but I think only, I was uh, the it was song... at the last minute. Maybe. I, yeah, Coming from like the other songs, it's like, how the hell did they get under pressure? And all those other shitty songs you know what i'm saying it just didn't make sense well weird.
0: what's disappointing is they're they're such a talented band i know and, and, and yeah let letdown. i mean I'll, I'll give them props for trying they didn't play it safe that's for damn sure yeah you know
2: but, yeah that's the only thing you can give them credit for
0: yeah um, i um is it as bad as the david bowie cover of dancing in the street with mick jagger well i love the rolling stones but no that's pretty shitty yeah. so <laughs> that is uh uh yeah i don't i I, I'm, I used to this by the way this album actually body language was a hit single and i think under pressure was too but this is the album that sank queen's career you know uh, yeah, I, for I uh, in why. the united states for a while yeah, yeah. and they never recovered and they were starting to do well around the time Freddie died. They were starting to... I think if they had toured, they would have been up back up top. But anyway, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. horrible. It is very horrible. Uh, Devil Dozer. Best of the Doors is a great album, in my opinion. And he's shocked that uh, I haven't heard... I never listened to any of their albums. Uh, the Oliver Stone film is epic. Again, that's just his opinion.
1: Uh, Stan also asked uh, why Rick Rubin gets so much shit for his albums. Look, for the most part, I got nothing against Rick Rubin's production. That's I mean,
2: this is why is the production always so dry.
1: Well, I, if you're talking about like the Danzig albums or the Chili Peppers albums, I like the production on those albums. Um, I, I, I even for those albums. Yes, I even like the production on the Volume Three Slipknot album, Subliminal Verses. Although, if you ask Corey Taylor, he despises Rick Rubin. Hmm. Um, you know, and I, I just didn't like Thirteen
0: so hey you know what rick rubin those got mixed when he was supposed to produce um acdc Ballbreaker, which i think sounds great you notice they they put co-producer whatever mike fraser because they fired him in the middle of the sessions malcolm and angus didn't like him mick jagger his solo album wandering spirit same thing so some of these guys are really controlled raw like to control what they sound like and if you they don't feel you're putting in the work Especially Jagger and the Young Brothers, they just, you know, get rid of you. Though they had to give them credit contractually for whatever, you know,
1: whatever reason. I, the, I, funny story, the guy that produced uh, my wife's album, uh, George Fullan, uh, General George, um, mm-hmm. worked uh, with the Rolling Stones on the Bridges to Babylon album. They were producing uh, part of it in Glen Cove, mm-hmm. and he was working at the studio at the time. And he said he wasn't a Stones fan, but him and Keith Richards got along very, very well and said, Keith is just a good guy. If you uh, speak to him, he's just someone who do- doesn't appreciate, you know, bullshit, you know. Yeah. He, he likes working with people
0: who know what they're doing and, you know, does their job well. So, And apparently jagger is the same way and he didn't think rick rube i don't know i i've got mixed feelings because i agree with you on the danzig album red hot chili peppers album great production he's produced other things i've liked um i like the johnny cash albums he produced i thought those were well done so you know i think something like black Sabbath, his his technique didn't work yeah you know um so it depends on the artist obviously I agree with you. That's the best produced Slipknot album. Granted, that's a low bar, but it's the best produced Slipknot album.
1: My Still, mind. my favorite one to this day. Same um, here.
0: Yeah, I do like Slipknot. I don't me love too. them,
1: but yeah. Um, I guess I'm next.
2: You're next. What is
1: um? Well, I mentioned Danzig, so I might as well mention Danzig again. What? Danzig Five Black Acid Devil is e- sorry, Black Acid Evil. Whatever the fuck it's called is the one of the worst <laughs> pieces of shit I've ever heard. I mean, Danzig wanted to go industrial. <clears throat> I have no problem with that. I thought Six 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 Satan's Shop was a great album. <clears throat> Black Acid Evil, no,
0: it Sounded like kind of strong industrial? industrial. Is that that? Yes.
1: Album? It, it, if you ask me, it sounds like the kind of music that gets get that gets played in a in, in a goth nightclub on CSI. So um, <laughs> yeah, no Danzig <laughs> on that. And I love Danzig. I love the Misfits. I love Sam Hain. So shite as they say in the uk
2: yeah it's it's not a good album i'm trying no. to see if there's anything on here no
1: and and i freaking love danzig's first three albums so oh, first
2: even the first four albums are like you know almost perfect really yeah it's, but i think the problem with part four, four was... it
1: had the, the the black cloud of the fact that they fired uh um Who's the drummer? Um, Chuck Biscuits. Biscuits, And, you know, to me, the original Danzig lineup was as important as the original Dio lineup. You know, that that, those lineups were integral to uh, those bands. But that's not to say I didn't like any Dio albums after um, Vivian left. And that's not to say I didn't like any of the Danzig albums after John Christ left. Um, like I said, I I love 686, Devil's uh, Satan's Child, and I love Seven 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 Lucifer, I E Lucifer. I I love those two albums as well, but um, you know, it's Black Acid Evil was just, and I, <laughs> and, and the, his cover of Sabbath's Hand of Doom, it was okay. But when the only okay song on it is a Black Sabbath cover, and you're Glenn fucking Danzig, I rest my case.
2: (laughs) Uh, Manny, what's your next one?
0: Uh, Scorpions Eye to Eye. Uh, Oh, such a shit album. Never heard. Oh my god. I think it's nice that the Scorpions wanted to be modernized. It's very cute. But it's terrible. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. You know, I never was curious to hear how the Scorpions would sound fronting Hanson. Now that I know, it's awful. I couldn't even <laughs> tell you a single song off there because they're all so awful. I prefer uh, Hanson to Eye to Eye. I would prefer Hanson to Eye. To, I would prefer a pro- go see a proptologist and listen to the <laughs> album one more time. <laughs> that album is so horrible so bad that uh do you guys see, have you heard that album way no I, I have then you ought to get on your knees and think sweet baby jesus your ears have been spared of such a <laughs> yeah wait if
1: you ever do listen to the scorpions discography <laughs> yeah. skip that one
2: yeah no i don't think i'll ever do that again or try to anyway i, I listened to uh like maybe two scorpions albums and i don't like them
0: so well, that's fine I just won't- That's fine because you'll like this one even less. This will (laughs) solidify your hatred of
2: that I'm gonna. I'm gonna test it out and see. I'll probably end up blanking it.
0: This album was so (laughs) bad that the West Berlin started building the wall back. (laughs) (laughs) It was horrible. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. And I was
1: thinking, I'm like, did did they release a worse album than Savage Amusement? Yes, it was Eye to Eye.
0: That one, Eye to Eye.
2: uh my album, uh, this isn't metal at all or a rock, really. Right. It's uh the band pulp. I like the, pulp. the album called We Love Life, uh, very disappointing album. Uh, they had the two two or three albums before this were really good. Uh, you know, they have their sound. They had the I don't I don't know what the hell you call it, but it's like an alternative type disco type sound, and this sound kind of sounded like um like an alternative grunge band almost in a way. They got rid of like their Piano interludes and all these other things and keyboard things that they used to use in the other albums and this is just very bare bones, like alternate alternate rock. It just it just didn't make sense to me. Didn't like it. Very disappointed. Uh, I still don't even listen to this album. Don't never go to it either. It's just, a uh, very disappointing album. Lou,
0: I don't never heard it, but I like Pope. I've got a couple of their albums, classic stuff. You just you the, stay, the stay with
2: the uh, the three the babies. I think it's. Babies, right?
0: Yeah, and, different, uh, class different
2: class. Different class, and then um, uh, this is hardcore. Those three. Oh, yeah, no, those really good albums. So.
1: So, uh, so I'm going to many... go with a new wave of British heavy metal band, um, one whose debut album is heralded as uh, one of the one of the greatest examples of new wave of British heavy metal, influential to. Everybody and including sub genres that came in its wake. Um, and I've even interviewed uh, the the founding member, uh, Mr. Brian Tatler.
2: Oh, I know. You're cool. Now,
1: I'm going to preface this and say I absolutely love Diamond Head. I mean, I love most of everything that they've released, with the exception of one album, which, Wayne, if you recall, was one of the albums that I. Um, It was one of my first episodes as uh, an official third member of Rats Style Review. Hmm. Uh, We did two albums of theirs back to back. They're self-titled, which I thought was amazing. Hmm. And this one. All will be revealed. (laughs) No! (laughs) In this case, I wish... All had been kept in in this case, <laughs> and you know, I, I, I and Brian Tyler is such a sweet guy. I mean, he he was such a wonderful guy to uh interview. We shot the shit. We had a good time. Um, I did not mention to him how much I dislike this album. <laughs> um, you know, and and I could forgive it because I think it was just Diamond Head trying to be with the times to. You know, sell some records or get some radio airplay, but it wasn't a good attempt. Um, Thank God that they don't do anything from this album and all will be revealed. Let's leave it buried.
0: That's all I could say. (laughs) Manny Venom, Calm Before the Storm. Um, I love those satanic bastards. I love those first three albums because it sounded like they met their instruments on a blind date and decided to make an album. (laughs) I love that, but <laughs> calm before true. the storm. Here these guys are. A, they learn how to play. That was sad. Two, I wanna, if you're not going to sing about Satan every song, then get out of here. Yeah. I mean, this album was so bad that even Satan himself turned away from them. You know, it was horrible. <laughs> um, uh, you know, even Striper sat around and thought it wasn't bad. I mean, venom <laughs> who would write poetry about how much they love satan but on this one satan didn't love them back calm before uh, the storm needless to say after that and they they had to get two guitar players because if i got mantis left a, i don't know to do what to practice his instrument or something so they had two guys <laughs> and they sucked they were horrible man. yes they could play their instruments but nobody listens to venom to hear good musicianship for god's sakes Right. Sorry, Satan. Anyway, that is uh <laughs> is when did, what year
1: did that album come out?
0: Oh, I think like not a, 1987. You know, I love Born Again,
1: but yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a bit when Venom was on a decline. I re- I think I remember hearing a story about from Henry Rollins, uh Black Flag apparently opened up for Venom at a place called City Gardens in Trenton, New Jersey, and okay. you know, Black Flag you know, it's, it's a Black Flag, at Henry Rollins, right. great, great spectacle to see live. So then Venom takes stage right after that. And the whole time, the audience is making fun of them like, you know, oh, look, it's the creepy Satan bed and whatever. So it, I, I think by that point, uh, yeah, Venom was losing its uh, bite. But uh, I, I do like what Mantis is doing now with uh, Demolition Man, um, Venom Inc.,
0: Yeah, those Um, are good albums. Yeah, those are really good albums. I also like what uh, Cronus, is, whatever his name is, is doing with his version of Venom. They're actually putting out good albums. But that album, Calm Before the Storm, I guess they got some crazy idea that if they changed their image and wrote more accessible songs, that radio would be creaming all over themselves. They had that Venom right next to that, you know, warrant, (laughs) sadly to say that, you know that uh, radio did not take the venom and even for an indie label it, it flopped and then for a few years there venom did have demolition man they made some good albums with them in the in the 90s but that album right there you know it it's it sunk their career for it's their cold while. lake yeah, yeah it I is know. their cold lake um i have i
2: don't remember know. it being that bad
0: though. but calm yeah, before like... the storm yeah yeah now oh, come on, how many songs are about the devil on there? I, Black I Christmas, one. Shame, <laughs> it's
2: been a long time. I got, I got I to revisit that one. Uh, all right, here's our Wayne. Faith right, No More, two. Soul Invictus. This is uh, the last album that they released. Not uh, good. Not for me. No, and and I actually saw them when they when they uh, were doing a tour for this album in uh, Brooklyn. A good tour by the way but uh this this album it just i hated it there wasn't any good songs on here really um what the song motherfucker all they kept doing was like uh, put me on the phone motherfucker he just kept repeating it over and over again (laughs) and i'm just like why is this how is this a good song and there there really isn't any good songs on here it's very disappointing faith no more is like one of my favorite bands of all time you know uh i like almost every single album that they that they've done and just hearing this just like really disappointed me a lot mm. um but chuck mosley you want to hear like a, a good kind of faith no more album go check out the chuck mosley album uh i will i will rap no i will rap over hard rock for food or something like that i can't remember it's a, it's a, it's behind me but that's a very good album the chuck mosley album is very good uh, like way better.
0: Band, uh Chuck Mosley had a band called Cement that was pretty good.
2: Yeah, that one was okay. But his yeah, his solo terrible album was...
0: name though. Yeah. Cement. I mean, it's just so
2: yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't care for those those albums that they put out. But uh his uh solo album was very, very good. But this this last Faith in the War album was terrible. Uh I just hope they come out with something that's better than than that. Was they deserve to do something better than that, Lou? Um
1: Another album that we discussed in a discography episode. Um, I still, to this day, think it's the worst album they've ever done. And I absolutely love this band. Their founding guitarist, Steve Clark, is a personal hero of mine. But um, when I heard this album, by the end of it, I was like, I want that hour 15 and my $13 back. Um, Def Leppard's X. Uh, Uh, I mean, listen. Listen. Slang had some great songs. Yeah. Not the Man, title track, know. Wayne. I know how much you, you don't care <laughs> for the, the title, track. title track.
2: Don't make me get soaking wet, Luke. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you just want to get your hands dirty. But uh I mean, you know, now was good. Um and maybe like one other song, but it's just it was I like pop when it's good. Mm. And I realized Def Leppard set out to make a pop album with X. Yeah. This is not a good pop album, yeah. let alone a good Def Leppard album. So, you know, like the Scorpions Eye to Eye, skip this one. That's all I'm gonna say.
2: There's a lot of outside writers on that album too, right?
1: But the, 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 the ballad, Long, Long Way to Go, which when they played live, um, I loved hearing. And then when I, after I got the CD and I saw, wait a minute, none of the band members wrote this, you know, and, and, and who, who else covered this song? Lionel freaking Richie. So that should, <laughs> that should tell you something. Yeah. Wow. But I, I yeah. mean, at the, at the time, and again, timeline being everything, when I first heard it and, you know, it was after nine 11 and they dedicated it to the troops that were going to Iraq and, you know, me and I was there with my best friend from high school, Natalie, and you know, we grew up together and, you know, we experienced 9-11 together and you know, like, we, we held each other close during that song, you know, just, it was it was a nice, calming um, section of the concert right after they killed us with playing the f- side one of High and Dry which was amazing, yeah. but um, yeah, alright, so, okay, three, three good songs on the album, but that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Manny, I mean, it, it, it makes Diamond Star Halos like adrenalized. That's the best way I could put that it. That was
2: actually a decent album. It was. Yeah. I still yeah, like.
1: I still like the ending track to that. I know Spitz, you guys hated it.
2: Better than Sparkle Lounge. I uh,
1: loved Sparkle Lounge. Of course you did, Manny dude. Sparkle that. Lounge had some great songs on it.
0: All right, your time's up, Manny. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Our, my final album is to Clash. Cut the crap. By the time they put that album out, unfortunately, they didn't cut the crap. They put the crap (laughs) on tape. (laughs) There's one. There's one. I think Joe. No, yeah, it was Joe Strummer, and I can't remember the other guy. But they got rid of. uh, Oh God, no, I can't. Was it Mick
1: Jones?
0: Yeah, they got rid of Mick Jones, and they they made this album electronic drums and, you know, I, I don't. I have no idea what they were going for. But it wasn't sales or artistic integrity, integrity or critical acclaim, because none of that happened here. It's horrible. Um, you know, a matter of fact, if Cut the Crap had come out during the punk era, the punk era would have existed just to go against that album. It, it's just so bad. <laughs> you know, I, I but, was. Mick Jones fired from the band, or did he quit? Yeah, he was fired from the band, and then he formed Big Audio Dynamite. Right, and, that I remember.
1: Uh, okay.
0: Yeah. But the the album was so bad, they never bothered touring behind it. Um, it is it is a disgrace. The it's one of the worst albums ever, ever. Um, the Clash, if if you like the Clash, their first, the Clash, of course, London Calling, classics. I mean, it it does not. It's not even really. It goes beyond so-called punk rock. It's just good songwriting. But you would not know that listening to Cut the Crap. It should have been called Cut the Cord, Cut the (laughs) Record. You know, uh, it was, yeah, it was awful. A matter of fact, what do you really feel? Voluntarily would overdose. That's how bad it was. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
2: Cut their wrists. Uh, I don't know. I've never listened to a Clash album ever. There's another band I've never listened to.
0: London Calling. There's your recommendation. Really, that
1: more than Combat Rock.
0: Absolutely. Comeback rock, rock is good, but London calling the song, London calling phony Beatlemania has written bit in the dust uh, clamped down. I mean, it's it's punk and spirit lost in a supermarket. Good stuff. Cut mm-hmm. the crap. Doesn't have anything good. Mm-hmm. I think they released it straight into the cutout. bin. that's how bad it was. <laughs> you know, it was. It was bad.
2: Actually, Craig, if you're listening, let me know what you think about that album. Uh my last and final album is going to be one of my top favorite bands. Well, it used to be anyway, Queens dedicated to chaos. Oh, uh,
1: yeah, that shit. This was that the last album with Jeff Tate?
2: The last album yeah, with Jeff Tate on it. Mm-hmm. And this is they were going on tour, and their whole tour it was like a burlesque show.
0: How does that fit with Queen, Queen's right? How's that fit with Queen's right? I have yes. no idea. Yes, when I think of Queen's right, I think, boy, this show would be great if there were half naked chicks up here. Yeah.
2: yeah, I can't wait to hear uh, uh, Take Hold of the Flame while a girl's dancing on the side, you know, doing whatever. Well, that, <laughs> and Fire shooting, not, it shooting might out not of the
0: uh, but I, I just don't understand no, that, what they're trying to do. You find that in my Tampa bars, anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: I don't understand what they were trying to do with this album. Well, it's are trying to give like you really gonorrhea a, is
1: what they were trying to yeah, give. you
2: mostly, but it's it's a Jeff Tate album, so it's just I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't know. This it, then this band broke up and you know became Reich again after uh, Jeff Tate left. Thank God. But can, uh,
1: can we just be honest with ourselves and say that Queensrÿch stopped being Queensrÿch when Chris DeGarmo had nothing to do with the songwriting?
0: No, well, they still put out some decent albums, but yeah, they weren't as good. I mean, even, no, their best album without Chris DeGarmo, I guess it'd be the ones with Todd LaTroy. Really? That's kind of weird. now I think about it.
2: Todd LaTroy, whatever, whatever the name his name is. Um, anyway.
1: but yeah, <laughs> you know, he's getting a paycheck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind. Chris DeGarmo, whatever. I mean, yeah, there was good songs when he was in the band, but um the last few albums they've done with Todd have been actually pretty decent, so they're they're yeah. doing fine
0: without. Especially him. the new one; the new one's pretty good. Yeah, they yeah. dedicated to chaos. Um, I, it's kind of like the Queen album. I admire that they're not playing it safe.
2: Right, they're trying I something the different.
0: The fact but... that he's trying something new. Unfortunately, the execution sucks. It's a shitty album. Don't buy it. All right, go right.
2: ahead. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is, like, they came out with that album uh, here in now frontier, right? And that was yeah, completely right. different from what. Anything they've done up to that point, yeah, that was but more that alternative, right? Right, and that album's good, yeah, but
0: that album works. Yeah, for it is
2: anyway. Every almost every song on that album is like awesome, you know. I didn't wasn't I didn't care about it too much when it first came out, but it, it grew on me, and every song's really good. But then after that, they just went to shit, and this this last album was like, oh my god, what the hell did you I turn into?
0: My, I mean, I think look, my problem with uh, d- Dedicated to Chaos, I don't think it's. I mean, I keep calling it shit. I don't think it's completely horrible. If it had been jeff tate but in the queen's right name for fairly or unfairly there's a certain standard that they have that they frankly can't live up to at that point but it's it's not if it's a jeff tate you know we might be like oh cool but as a queen's right album no and i can't remember who jeff tate writes on with that album but at that point, it really did feel like a Jeff Tate solo album—not in a good way, like Roger Waters led Pink Floyd, but yeah. more like a directionless. And he, again, Jeff Tate's a very talented man, but at that point, his ego was completely out of hand. Yeah. And
2: even anyway. his even his uh, new solo stuff—I don't even—I can't even listen to it. I don't, I don't It doesn't do anything for me. You know, I've tried because he's well, one of my top to- favorite singers, but it's just—I
0: don't know. Well, I listen to his Operation Mindcrime band, which is really him solo. And right, right. honestly, it, it's it's a guy trying to relive past glories. And right. if he would just move forward, he's talented enough to move forward. He, I, I don't. You know what? I do? He does move forward. It's just
2: what he's moving forward to doesn't work for him.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: There's nothing really wrong like
0: with sport. being
1: experimentative. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. You know, like Wade and I have already started working on the second Seven Angel album. There's a song on there that I would call Heavy Metal Gin Blossoms. But I still think it's a killer song that works within the context of the album. So there's nothing wrong with being experimentative. There's just three key words you need to remember. Write good songs.
0: I don't, yeah, and that's that's the problem with the album. Um, I don't think, it's somewhat interesting in a weird kind of way, because it's, sometimes an artist's failure is sometimes a little more interesting than their successes, and I look at the album as an, art, art, an artistic failure, and I just don't, I agree, it, it's the songs, I don't know what Jeff Tate was going for, I don't even know why the other band members followed along. Apparently that was the final straw, you know, but. Well, it was a power grab, if you think yeah. about it. I mean, look, his wife was
1: manager. He was in charge of the group. His son-in-law at the time, Parker Lundgren, was the rhythm guitar player. So it really was the Jeff Tate band featuring Queensryche. And mm. they got sick of it. They did the Rising West thing with Todd LaTorre. They booted him out. Probably the best thing that they had done for them. I know a lot of you old fogies out there say hey, Jeff Tate, you go back to Queens Reich. Get over it. It's not gonna happen. Ace and Peter are never coming back to kiss. Steve Perry's never coming back to journey. And Jeff Tate's not coming back to Queens Move the fuck on. Yeah, Listen to that. new bands.
2: Like Severed Angel. Who will we yeah? Re- who will will <laughs> let me start that over? Edit. We who will be releasing an album May 2nd. Of 2023.
1: On Slip Trick Records.
2: Slip Trick Records. Thank you to Carlo
1: and Edgar for all the hard work you're doing for us.
2: Their website will be done soon.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Do we have time for some honorable mentions?
2: Oh, go ahead. Go for it.
1: Uh, So, um, Judas Priest Demolition, crap. Uh, Van Halen 3. There were actually two songs on Um, there that I did like. Uh, Without You. And um Fire in the Hole. But other than that, the album was completely inconsistent. And you know, the fact that you got the very guy who, the fact that you got the guy who wrote the X files theme produce it.
0: <laughs> it sounds like it belongs in outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I
2: did like some songs off it
0: though. Um I like the guitar playing on there, but I, I think uh well, it's Eddie. Yeah, but I, you know what? I think that everyone blames Gary Sharon and I don't. I don't. I blame the product, the Mike Post, you know. That guy probably couldn't produce a fart, let alone a Van Halen album. And uh, I don't, because I think those songs weren't seasoned enough. And again, it's another one of those albums where Eddie Van Halen was experimenting, you know. He and got to sing. I mean, Garrett Scherow is probably the only singer who could sing both areas of the band, really. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's. I have I have mixed feelings on the album. On one hand, I kind of like it. On the other hand, you know, it, it just sounds like the uh, the production actually is not bad, but the songs just don't sound finished. Um, and and I think Eddie Van Halen, I don't know what he was going for, but it definitely was going for something different. And lyrically. I don't mind that they were trying to go for a deeper subject matter, um, but
2: it was also a hard time I don't
1: know. What do you think, Lou? I think you could blame the failure of the album on two things: management and Eddie Van Halen. And I love Eddie. Um, you know, one of my top three favorite guitarists. But I will also be the first one to call out his faults respectfully, um, as well as his uh, good qualities. Um, Ray Daniels was the manager of Van Halen at the time. If anyone recalls, he was also the manager of extreme and rush. Um, you know, he kind of sidelined his responsibilities to, uh, to rush to manage Van Halen and extreme. Um, he's the one that pushed Sammy Hagar out of the band. So in in that way, I thank you, um, Ray Daniels, but, um, he's also the one that, uh, kind of coaxed them into hiring Gary Sharon. Now, the smart thing to have done would have been to have gone on a tour to test the material out, the classic material with Gary, to see, hmm, are the fans going to respond to this? But no, they just threw Gary in from Extreme and said, hey, he's our new singer. And, you know, Eddie being told by Ray Daniels, this is your band, take it back, which is where the wedge was torn between him and Sammy. Because even though I'm not a big fan of the Hagar era, um, I will say that at least the songs had structure. Yeah, formulaic, but they still had structure. They were songs. So I'll give Sammy that credit. Um, but yeah, this this album didn't have any structure. You know, it was Ray Daniels coaxing Eddie, saying, it's your band, take it back. And, you know, Eddie being the madman of rock as as he was, said okay we'll hire Mike Post to produce it and I'm with all the respect Manny I, I appreciate the fact that you like the production on the album I wasn't too crazy about it but you know um, I, I think that's where it went wrong with those two factors yeah makes sense again um, everyone
0: blames Sharon but I no I Siller. don't blame Gary at all I think he's a tremendous talent I do too but in some aspects I felt like I don't know if it was Mike Post or Eddie Van Halen or maybe Sharon himself. It sounded like at times he was trying to ape, ape Sammy Hagar when Gary Sharon has his own singing style, you know. Um, the other problem with Sharon was, has nothing to do with singing. When it comes to the charismatic department, compared to David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar, it's almost like the Tony Martin situation. <laughs> you know, great, good vocalist, but except Tony Martin had good material to work with where... You know, it, it, compared to the vo- previous vocalists, Sharon didn't stand a chance as far as that goes. You know, he's not pin up that Eddie uh, David Lee Roth was, and he's not as charismatic as Sammy Hagar is, whether you like Hagar or not. You know, so um, anyway, yeah, no, I don't blame
1: Mike Post at all. You know, he was hired to do a job. He did the best that he could with the uh,
0: with what he had. Yeah, but as a producer, he's got to make sure that the songs or at least to, at least, at the, the sequence flows or something. You know, I can't imagine Bob Ezrin or Ted Templeman. What was the last song on the album that Eddie Van Halen sang that sounded like Tom How Waits? Many Say I. Okay. The sentiment is great. Musically, it's got its moments. But do you think those producers will let that fly? Hell no.
1: Yeah. And again, yeah. I think the reason why is because Ray Daniels kept, pushing Eddie and saying, it's your band, take it back. It's your band, take it back. So anything any producer could have told them, out the door, which is why the John Shanks produced um, Different Kind of Truth sounds as good as it does.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's also a, whatever reason that lineup had magic. Again, whether you like Van Halen with David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar, you can't deny that David Lee Roth years, there's magic with that lineup
1: oh yeah Yeah. um other um there's only two more um honorable mentions um the band rush i love the band snakes and arrows was my least favorite album from them not saying it was a bad album but compared to the others it's the one i listened to the
0: least see mine was hold your fire which but i like the album but it's still a good album but See, I long. love Hold Your Fire. And I mean, not
1: just because Wayne and I covered Time Standstill, but that album actually has many great memories for me. So.
0: Right. Well, that album is a good album. That shows how good Rush are, that even, you know, it's hard to pick a bad album. So.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I like Snakes and Arrows, but it of all yeah. the Rush albums, it's just it's my least favorite. And finally, UFO Making Contact. Um, I'm a huge UFO fan. I love Paul Chapman. And his contributions as guitarist to UFO. But unfortunately, you could tell that it was a band that was on its last legs. You know, and when it that sounds album came like out.
0: that album, unfortunately. Cool album cover, terrible album. Not terrible, not well, just, it's okay. It's Blinded okay. by a Lie was a good track, but that's yeah. about it. It's not very memorable, which is amazing because, uh, and also lyrically, Phil Moog, I call him the Bruce Springsteen of heavy metal hard rock because the guy. His, his lyrics. The storyteller. Listen to him. Yeah. It's a storyteller, but it's about real people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um he was off, he's an underrated lyricist, and uh he's got a great ear for melody, but you would never know that listening to the album you
1: just yeah. mentioned. I almost picked Mechanics, but then again, I remember that there were three songs on there that, that really stood out as some of the best UFO ever released, and that was uh we belong to the night, let it rain, and Terry. You know, just oh I love
0: that ballad. I killer, also like killer the,
1: songs on that.
0: I also like the writer, but yeah, I mean that's that's a different UFO. I actually like that album a lot. But anyway, I agree with the making contact. I have no honorable mentions, by the way, gentlemen. So
2: Yeah, I said some before, but that's about it for me. Um anything else? Um
1: No, I mean, I there's a whole bunch of <laughs> albums I could list, but we'd be on here forever, so yes, forget it. I
2: think we're done. We could do this again, part two, next week, <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we don't have any other ideas. Yeah.
2: All right. Anything else? What's going on with your shows? Anything?
1: Man, I need to plan my itinerary of guests. I haven't had a chance. Yeah, that's but, like uh, this
2: show. We just do everything last minute <laughs> lately. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, but hey, works out. Um, yeah, nothing else really going on with me either. Just go to ratsadderview.com. Oh, there is a new show coming on, and I'm forgetting the name of it, but I mentioned it last week. So go back to last week's show, watch to the end, and then you can hear the name of the show. I forget is the name. Is it the
1: it. Uh, in, um, uh, ID Discovery murder porn show? Yes, yes. <laughs> Just go back to last week's episode to get the gist of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. They're coming on here at some point. Uh, we got to figure out how to get the episodes to me or on here or whatever. Don't forget um, to hit
1: subscribe, smash that like button, and hit the bell for notifications. Yeah, please,
2: because we're up to eight hundred and ninety-seven subscribers. We so had eight hundred
1: ninety-eight yesterday, but someone got smart. I mean, somebody bailed out. What? Yeah.
2: <laughs> so build up those subscribers, and um, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, Seven Angel, don't forget, go over to Seven Angel YouTube channel and go hit subscribe on there too, and wait for a new single to come out and new album. We we are
1: putting out social media now on a more consistent basis to get you guys to know that, hey, you know, we're being asked questions about, you know, what equipment we use. How do we do certain things, you know, on the singles that we released? Um, We don't want to give away too much about the album. We want to leave that for a surprise. But I could tell you right now we are planning a record release show. We definitely have one band. Uh, that we know of that uh, we're excited to have on the bill. And that's Long Island's own metalcore heroes, Sick Life. Uh, very excited to have my friends Tim and Danny on the show. And uh, second band TBA and venue TBA and date TBA. But May 2nd on Sliptrick Records, seven Angel debut album. That's right. All right. Uh, we got a date for the first single in video too, right?
2: It should be March 31st.
1: March 31st, first single, first video
2: drop. Yeah. And that's it. Drop it like it's hot, bitches. See you next week. <laughs> Smash yeah. that subscribe button, hit like and notifications, and
1: Domone.